podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. As most of our listeners know, before we start a show, we get involved in crazy chats. So we got started after I finished my coffee. Erica Lukes, our guest this week, got her coffee. She'll have to tell me what kind. And Randall swapped his keyboard. I don't know what swapping one's keyboard has to do with drinking coffee. Randall, would you please explain? Actually, I've got my coffee here, too. And uh, what I've been doing lately is going to the... We have these dollar stores here that are... You guys probably have them down there as well. Where you just, like, pick up something for a dollar or a couple of bucks. And they've got these little Starbucks Frappuccinos. (laughs) And I've become addicted to them. So that's what I've got going on the coffee side of the table and then the other one here I've got some cranberry and soda my keyboards I've got this uh, one fabulous mechanical keyboard but it makes too much noise for Gene there so uh, I had to swap it out for my quieter Acer keyboard well one really good keyboard is the Logitech MX keys there's a generic version for PC and Mac and a Mac version it has a terrific feel I can type better, faster, more accurately on this keyboard than any I've used, and I've used a lot. You know, I go back to working on Underwood manual typewriters back when I was a kid, and electric typewriters and IBM Selectrics and all that. This is right now my best keyboard. Now, maybe if I was 50 years younger, I would disagree. I don't know how we started this. I was just saying hello there, but instead of saying hello there, I said, hello there. Hello there! It was a line used by the late comedian Marty Allen. And he was part of a comedy duo back in the 60s and 70s called Allen and Rossi, which is kind of like an imitation of Martin and Lewis where you have the wacky comedian and the serious lounge singer. And the thing we pointed out here is that comedians, some famous comedians, live a long time. Like Marty Allen was 95 And we have people like Carl Reiner, who was in his late 90s, and his comedy partner, Mel Brooks, is still around. So maybe being a comedian, with some unfortunate exceptions like John Belushi and Robin Williams, lived to a very old age. Whereas rock and roll stars, you know, well, Chuck Berry lived until his 80s, but Jim Morrison cashed in at 27. What can you say? Mick Jagger and Paul McCartney still going strong. In fact, Mick Jagger just came out with a new record with Dave Grohl from Foo Fighters. Notice the UFO connection. He records on Roswell Records, Foo Fighters. And Mick, they did a song together, which includes references to aliens in the deep state and other conspiracy theories. God, really? Rock and roll singers have this connection with UFOs. Now, I mean, we go back to the 70s when John Lennon saw UFO. Of course, Tommy James, Tommy James and the Shondells, was always very interested in UFOs. We have Reg Presley, who was the lead singer of Trogs. They did the song Wild Thing, that one-note song from the 60s. He wrote a book on crop circles a few years before he died. And unfortunately, we had already started the Paracast. If I'd known that book existed... I would have loved to have gotten him on. We had a gentleman who was a founding member of Blondie who wrote a book on the paranormal. Unfortunately, he quit the band before they became famous. 
<laughs> I wonder if he ever regrets that decision. <laughs> well, what happened there to make it worse is when Blondie was admitted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, evidently Debbie Harry didn't want him to be on stage. But I guess that would be like the Beatles and Pete Best or something like that. I have no idea why we're doing this, except any UFO reference is getting more and more interesting because almost every day I start seeing an article about UFOs, like more naval UFO photos, more positive statements, things like that. Now, of course, I've been in this field, in this game for many centuries. Randall's been around for a while. Erica, being the younger of our trio, has been around for fewer years. But have you ever thought that maybe this is the beginning of some general recognition that something really weird's going on? No. <laughs> oh, that was short and sweet. <laughs> Mama hasn't had enough coffee this morning, mind you. Please elaborate. <laughs> I've been around long enough to know, and I've dug deeper than I've, I've been, you know, a lot of people that have been in this subject for many decades. This type of thing happens every few years. You know, there's this, oh, wait a minute, we're going to get disclosure. Oh, wait a minute, this figure uh, from the Navy is talking about this or this, you know, person over there is talking about it from the CIA. And, oh, you know, we're right there on the cusp of everything. And it never turns out to be anything. And I think, you know, with the latest batch of the, you know, stuff that we've seen hit the media, it's just, first of all, it's coming from uh, Jeremy Corbell and, and that camp. And I don't buy anything out of any of their mouths. Um, maybe it's because I haven't had enough coffee. I'm just going to speak freely. Um, but What kind of coffee are you drinking? <laughs> uh, I'm drinking French roast. French roast. That means you have to speak with an accent. Oh, Jim, no. No, no. No, the only accent. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't get me started on that one. <laughs> Well, you see, I had hazelnut coffee this morning, and don't make any inference from that. That sounds good, though. That's from Circle K. I don't, don't oh. know if you have any Circle Ks in Utah. No, we don't for, anymore. You don't anymore? mm Okay. Circle K, which is kind of like a 7-Eleven kind of store, and their shtick is that you get five cups of coffee, and then the sixth is free. Or they take pity on me because I'm very old. You got to go for the bonus cards. The Stark, yeah, I've got probably three or four of them. And and by the way, before you've had your coffee, pretty much any coffee is going to work. I mean, you're just going to go, just give me the coffee. And I have to go off this stuff about every six months because I, I do get very addicted to it. I don't know how UFO disclosure leads you to coffee. Except maybe you need more coffee to accept it as a possibility. Except I recall the program director of a radio station I worked at in Sheffield, Alabama, which is part of the Quad Cities of Alabama next to Muscle Shoals, that place where they did all those famous rock and R.B. records in the 60s and early 70s. And I was working in the next town over. He come to work in the morning and he had four cups of coffee stacked one atop another. (laughs) I never figured out how he managed to come to the radio station, open the door to the studio, walk in with four cups in hand, sit down and gently stack the coffee. Now, by the time he finished his morning show, like three hours later, I was thinking that coffee's got to be cold. And we didn't have microwaves then where you can just stick it in there for 30 or 40 seconds. But this guy would, for the next three hours, 
sip on those coffees one after another. See, what happened then is Erica, I can see it now through the screen, took a cup of, her cup of coffee, her French roast, and started just guzzling it. Hey, you can if you really want. Erica? You can get like, I think we lost her. Erica. Did we lose no, her? No, I'm right here. Oh, yeah, right. Here. She's, okay. just, she's just, yeah, she's just chilling. I'm, I'm chilling. trying to get that transfusion of caffeine going, I'm telling yeah. you. So what we're going to do here is we've got Erica Lukes, who will be on for the Paracast and probably stick around for after the Paracast. Lot to talk about on the UFO front, especially with all the positive articles and the comings and goings of alleged disclosure where that's going. So she is going to really guzzle or <laughs> chug a lug that French roast coffee as we take a pause that refreshes. Now, I'm sure that most of you are not old enough to remember what the pause that refreshes signified. It's some kind of ancient commercial on TV or radio or something. But then that just ages me. That and many other things. I mean, I do just the worst segues in the world. The only person who ever complimented me on a segue was Paul Kimball. We don't want to get started there. With Gene and Randall and Erica, you're in. The Paracast. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. If there's a sudden disaster and you can't get to the grocery store or they're all out of food, what would you do? You wish you had emergency food to get you through the crisis. And that's why we're here. We're MyPatriotSupply.com, America's leading source of emergency food. Our food lasts for up to 25 years, and millions of families trust us for their disaster survival. Won't you join us? Unlike other food companies, we don't skimp on calories. Our meals give you more than 2,000 calories per day. Why? Because that's what you need to survive any challenging crisis. And right now, you can save $200 on our popular three-month emergency food kit. Just go to MyPatriotSupply.com and place your order. We ship fast, two to three days max. And your food arrives discreetly right to your door. So order today and save $200 at MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. 
I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. The reviews for Extendivite are amazing. Amazon customer, it's amazing. I just ordered my second bottle. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after I exercise. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off of BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. Amazon customer, Extendivite works great. This product has made my blood pressure and cholesterol stable. I highly recommend it. Amazon customer, excellent herbal formula. I've been using it to keep my cardiovascular system fine-tuned. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So before the coffee clutch began, Erica was talking about the comings and goings of hopes for disclosure. And as I was talking, I was looking at a letter that Tim Beckley sent me where he quotes an article from the New York Times. They are not alone. UFO reports surged in the pandemic. And we're seeing this from a number of different places. In the Canadian UFO study from Chris Witkowski, which you talked about last week, there were more UFO reports during the pandemic. Erica, is that because people were home and they had nothing to do so they'd look outside? Yeah, I think people were a little bored. You know, you have had things like domestic violence that were searching during the pandemic. I think there are lots of strange things happening like that. And people were forced to get outside, which is incredible. But, you know, with that said, it's like there's also more floating around in our skies that we have to rule out. And so probably what a lot of people are seeing, unfortunately, has a more rational explanation. Then again, air traffic is does seem to be less than it was before still. I mean, yeah, there, you know, there's still aircraft, of course, but, uh, you know, for a while there just wasn't any at all. And the skies got really blue. And I know. And yeah, and that was a beautiful thing. I'm outside a lot and, and I haven't seen anything weird in years, you know, like. As, and maybe like you were saying, people are bored. Maybe they're just making stuff up, too, for something to do. And I think, too, it's like there. there's so much up there. I mean, there's so many 
company to to like learn about and that's the one thing when I started really getting into this it's like I just go outside and and have you know this app telling me with satellites and this app telling me what planes are flying over and then learning about different types of drones and and things that could potentially you know you could you need to rule out before you genuinely see a UFO sighting and, and there's so much to learn and so many ways that people could mistake something for UFO but it's it's fun I mean I loved I love going outside and looking at things and learning about everything. Yeah. And you don't just, you know, dive into the shallow end. Like when you, when you started in on, on this, you'd had your own UFO sightings. You'd, you've always been interested in this, but you had personal UFO sightings back in 2013. If, if mm-hmm. correct, correct me if any yep. of this is wrong and you felt compelled to get out and find out what is going on. And so instead of just like, you know, going to the local bookstore and getting a few books, you dove right in and ended up as the MUFON uh, Utah State Director. I have a way about that. <laughs> <laughs> if something, you know, if I find something, you know, like painting or, or my music or things like that, if I if I fall in love with something, it's like, you know, charge ahead. And, and I did dive into it and I've, I haven't regretted it. You know, I mean, maybe I've learned a lot. It's definitely hasn't been an easy road, but man, it's just been this incredible process of discovering things and learning about myself and learning about other people and learning about, you know, the world around us. And I mean, it's, it's just been, it's enriched my life in a lot of ways. So I, I'm, I love it. It is an enriching subject. And uh, you didn't just stop there. There's probably few people who are in, are in our listenerships who hasn't heard of you. But for those who haven't, you've also got your own show as well, UFO Classified, which is a really good show. I was just listening to the interview with Barry Greenwood the other day. It was amazing how much he sounds like like Seymour Philip Hoffman when he's yeah, listening to him. You're right. He's, he's, it's uh, really interesting. I, it, it made me wonder if, if Hoffman actually you know got his voice from that or if that's a particular kind of sound of a particular part of the culture in the United States. That's interesting. You're right. He does. Yeah. I mean, there's just another example. And so it's really nice to have you on the show because you don't necessarily get a chance to talk a lot about yourself when you're interviewing other people. So this is a chance to tell everyone about you and what you're like and your perspective on this. And I know that you have this really positive attitude uh, about how we should move forward with ufology and and i'd really like to hear some of your thoughts on that as well yeah thank you and i love being here i just have to say i just have so much fun when i'm on the show i love it um and you know i i think for me right now because we're seeing so much press and we're you know in this this you know heightened sense of people are more people are paying attention and they're taking a second look at the subject instead of just dismissing it and so we have an opportunity to get good information out to the public and i think we really need to be on guard with what the what information is getting out there and who is providing that information because some of the people that are on the forefront of this subject the ufo tainers you know are not necessarily giving out 
proper information or they don't have maybe the best agenda with things. And so there are so many incredible places. And I always talk about, you know, Norway and Erling Strand and that group over there who has done 35 plus years of, of really hard scientific work on the Heshtalan Valley. And to me, that is where, you know, we need to look and focus instead of looking, you know, at some of the the craziness of Area 51 and Skinwalker Ranch and, and all of these red herrings, you know, that really pull people in because they're entertaining and exciting. But at the end of the day, they're they're just a, a smokescreen for other things going on. They're probably our own technology we're trying to hide. And so we just have a, we're, like I said, we're at a critical point. We need to make sure we're getting good information out there. And we're also creating an environment of people who want to find the truth, but they understand that this subject is anything but truthful most of the time when you start getting into it, if that makes sense. Now, the other thing, the other thing that's important here is we all talk about this Pentagon UAP task force where this report is expected sometime in June. But their claim is that their major focus is on determining that UAPs are not threats to national security. So the implication here is they oh, we're just looking for drones or secret aircraft from Russia and China and Iran or something. And that could certainly divert the discussion to possible off-world sources, don't you think? Yes, and I think that's exactly what they're looking for. I mean, I think that they're concerned about foreign technologies and and the threats to our national security. And I really think at the end of the day, we'll find that it is not UAP. And it, because, you know, I have, I was fortunate enough to, to get the Andruffle files and that is, I mean, I will say that the bombshells <laughs> in those files, I'm, I'm sure that's got to make a few people nervous to know that. Tell I have our that listeners, collection. by the way, we're going to break in a moment, but tell our listeners briefly who Ann Ruffle was. She was a guest in the early days of the Powercast, by the way, so you can look it up in our archives and listen to the show. But go ahead. Who was Ann Ruffle? And Ruffle was a researcher for many, many decades. She lived in, in California and she worked with, I mean, every organization, MUFON, you know, QFO. She worked with lots of the NICAP was, you know, in the NICAP subcommittee in L.A. She wrote several books and her, her biggest book was the book on Dr. James McDonald, Firestorm. And so she was just a, an incredible researcher. And that collection is insane. It's so cool. We'll have more about Andrew Ruffle in a moment. She was on our episode of March 11th, 2007, Andrew Ruffle. Okay, more to come with Erica, Jean, and Randall. You're in. The Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. 
Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions, silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com. USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. Police in Omaha, Nebraska are searching for suspects in a mall shooting that killed one person and left another injured. Police say an adult male was taken to hospital in critical condition and later died. An adult female also sought treatment after sustaining non-life-threatening injuries. Police say they are still working to identify the suspects. The scene of Saturday's shooting, the West Roads Mall, was the location of another shooting back in 2007 when a gunman killed eight people. And police in New York City say a driver who was pulled over in Brooklyn threw bleach and a Molotov cocktail at an officer. Police say the man tossed the chemical at the officer who had pulled him over and then drove off, throwing a flaming Molotov cocktail at pursuing officers. The suspect later crashed his car and was arrested. No officers were injured in the incident. This is USA Radio News. The CDC says that about half of all American adults have received at least one dose of COVID vaccine. The new data is showing that more than 128 million people have received at least one dose. More than 82 million people are fully vaccinated. But despite those numbers, cases are still on the rise in many parts of the country. More than 20 states have reported a rise of at least 10% in new cases over the last week. Jody Guest is a professor and vice chair of the Department of Epidemiology at Emory University. She tells CBS News that the rise can be attributed to spreading variants of the virus, as well as pandemic fatigue. I think at this point in time, we see the variants are a huge part of it, and not enough people are being vaccinated, although certainly those numbers are growing every single day, which is fantastic. But we also see people are really tired, and people have, um, you know, don't want to wear their masks out in public anymore. They want to get back to what life felt like before COVID-19, and we really need to stay on top of all those prevention measures. They really matter when we don't have enough of our population vaccinated yet, and they are the way to keep the variants from circulating. This is USA Radio News. Attention real estate investors. Do you need cash immediately? If you own one or multiple rental properties, you can use your equity to get cash out fast. The best part is we don't need tax returns or even a good credit score. At America's Loan Source, we are not a bank and we don't have bank rules. We make the decisions to loan you money and there's no limit how much we can give you. Some clients have gotten as much as $500,000 or more within days. Use the money any way you you want if you own one rental property or a hundred and COVID has left you in a cash crunch we can help you turn your equity into fast cash call now for details and close in as little as 10 days and get the cash you need 800-507-6553 800-507-6553 that's 800-507-6553 This is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal, and you're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So our guest this week, Erica Lukes, explains that she has 
the files from the late Ann Druffel, a longtime UFO researcher. How did you get those files? You know what? I It was such an act of, of I mean, it was brilliant. I feel so lucky. So my friend Gordon Lohr, who is, uh, he was with NICAP for a long time during the 60s, and he and I became dear friends and were co-authoring a book together, and he knew Anne and worked with Anne a lot. And so when he found out that you know, that she had passed away and that the family was trying to find a good home for her files. He put in a good word for me. And I went out and met Anne's daughter, Alice, who was just an absolute love, just a brilliant, wonderful woman. And they, the family trusted me to keep her files and to digitally archive them. And so I loaded up a, a van, 70 boxes. Whoa, how big? Uh, They're like banker boxes. Uh, A point of order here. APRO's files were thrown in file cabinets. They're being kept, I guess, in a garage or something by some people. And they refuse after all these years, years since the Lorenzans who ran APRO have died with this wealth of solid information, including occupant cases. I mean, they did a lot of great investigations they won't let anybody have access. I had heard that Jacques Vallée had access. I might be wrong on that one, but... Well, maybe he's had since. I would probably need to ask him about that. But that would be great, because it is really tragic to have all that stuff lying around and people aren't doing something like you're doing. You have to digitize, Mm -hmm. which is scanning every single page. And then... And then maybe bring it into some kind of spreadsheet or something so you can actually search it and find ways to coordinate the data. Just having a bunch of pieces of paper scanned isn't enough, is it? No, it's a, it's a big, 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 big project. And she also had uh, around 100 audio cassette recordings of her interviewing different people in the subject. I mean, Richard Hall, Gordon Lohr, Jacques Vallée, Betsy McDonald, you know, all of these incredible interviews and then also videotapes. And so there's and then also photographs and slides and things. And so it's an incredible collection. And, you know, some of the I mean, these original (laughs) photos on a lot of these cases, and then you've got the Heflin files and, and everything. And it's just like, whoa. And so I've had to, you know, invest in a lot of different types of equipment. And then, you know, it's, it's a huge, huge process, but it's one that I'm now equipped to do. And I, I love it because like I said, looking through, especially the personal correspondence between, you know, Kehoe and the NICAP subcommittee in LA. I mean, it is, there are discoveries that are going to be put forward to the public because they need to be that are just, I mean, it's. I think it will really change the subject. Do you think that she came up with anything that would be equivalent to a smoking gun? I think through her files, there are going to be smoking guns on a lot of things. And I don't necessarily think it, it is the UFO subject. I think it is. it's probably the people in the subject and their intent and things. And so I think this is just going to be a great puzzle to put together and in her she did say to her daughter at the end of her life you know her daughter asked her you know mom what do you think about ufos now and she said show me show me a body <laughs> that's i can just picture spicy ann saying that you know so she don't get me Anne, started 
<laughs> but you know, it's also fun too to have the files and then to to look at her early on. You know, when she was in her twenties, and then to watch her ideas change, and then to also in some of the recordings, you know, where she's interviewing people to see how how really adept she was at making people feel comfortable. And then when they're saying something that she knows isn't true, it's, you know, her in a very subtle way calling them on it. And it was just, it's just, it's, it, it's so, it's so cool. I mean, I'm, I'm totally, I'm in heaven with this stuff. Did Andrew Ruffle have more. any particular conclusions about UFOs? Did she adopt the ET explanation or what? I don't think she did. I don't think she did. I think it, at first she did, and she was caught up in it, you know. But I think at the end she had a lot of questions, and that's why she said, you know, show me, show me the UFO, show me the body, because she wanted tangible proof. You know, an interesting thing that was pointed out to us, something that's been obvious for years by Chris Rudkowski last week, is that. Of all the tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of sightings, that there are really only a small number that are so well detailed and so well backed up with testimony or other evidence that they're worth going through to find out what's going on. That 99.9% of the sightings, perhaps, there's nothing there that you could really investigate. You know, I mean, it's it's interesting. I've I I know I've been on your show before and talked about a couple of the cases I've worked on here in Utah. And one of them was an American Airlines case where uh, people in the on the crew saw a large orange object underneath the plane, and we got radar data, uh, the audio, and and things, and came up with a really really incredible case there. But now that I look back on it, I can't say that what what they saw or what we found on radar was extraterrestrial. You know, I don't think anybody can say it, you know, even if they've got a ton of evidence can say it's extraterrestrial, but it's, it's a trip. I was giving Randall a chance there. At Randall's drinking is his little drink. I can hear it. <laughs> well, I, try, I tried to chime in there, but I, we were talking. I've got to know more so about, I've just... got to know more about what's in that coffee, Randall. It's not just a frappuccino. Fess up. Yeah, it's putting me to sleep. No. Um, it's, by the way, was, it's really called Tranya. Now, Tranya is a beverage that was handed out by an alien in one of the Star Trek episodes. Oh. Right, that little short guy with the great big giant ball spaceship. Uh, what I was going to say or what I was was trying to, to get in there a little bit earlier when you guys were talking about the Andruffle archives is that people can go to ericalukes.com and uh, forward slash Utah UFO archive. And uh, there's a website there dedicated to it uh, with some pictures. There's Nick Redfern. And uh, so uh, this is a really totally worthwhile project. And I was really I was really impressed when I was listening to your show and you were talking about it there as well. So Chris Rutkowski, he's he donated a large archive to the university there and they're doing the same thing. So people like Chris and yourself, this is really moving ufology forward in a constructive way. Thank you. I, 
I mean, I will say, I just, this is so important. And, you know, Barry Greenwood is, is a friend and a very dear friend and a mentor of mine and has been, you know, helping me through this process. And he's also been um, responsible for helping me get different archives and things. And, and, and so it's been, it is, it's just so cool. The history of the subject is fascinating. And, and I think that we could, you know, we, we get into this pattern of forgetting the history or, you know, a lot of times the, the data is, is kind of swept up and buried and, and then we, we, we can recreate the history. And I think right now we're at that precipice where that could happen. And I'm sure some people want that to happen, but we have to remember everything that has come before us and all the work of, of others, because it is so, it's critical. And so I just want to say if anybody else out, out there has anything they're thinking of throwing away or donating, I am your girl because I have a, a commercial space for this. And when things, you know, calm down with the virus, you know, it is it's a learning center, which is open to the public. And and I will be resuming my lectures and inviting people in and and things. So it'll be really, really neat. Let's have some more neat conversation with Erica Lukes and Jean and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. Do you want to give you and your loved ones premium nutrition right now? Hi, I'm Jamel Bookaboo from TeamGaday.com and the GCN Longevity Health Team. Get your premium nutrition formulated by world-renowned naturopathic doctor, Dr. Joel Wallach at Wholesale, or also become a distributor and earn income while supporting this broadcast. Go to TeamGaday.com via the shopping cart or contact form, and I'll get back to you with support personally. That's TeamGaday.com with Longevity. TeamGaday.com. 
Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pau Diarco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus doesn't grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. A one-pound package of tea is $34.95 plus shipping. To order, please visit ShopSuperTea.com. That's Shop, S-H-O-P, Super, S-U-P-E-R, T-T-E-A, dot com. So the complete website is ShopSuperTea.com. Or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5, California time. That's ShopSuperTea.com at 818-984-6100. There's so much hand sanitizer on the market, but beware, not all hand sanitizers are created equal. That's why you want to use 2020 Safe Hand Sanitizer. You can trust the hand sanitizer on 2020safe.net to be made with the highest quality ingredients, American-made, with American ingredients, employing Americans. Log on now to 2020safe.net and order your one liter today. Normally $29.99, but reduced to $19.99. So hurry while supplies last and receive a bonus. That's right. You'll receive a 30-count bottle of Immune Booster, a $39.95 value, free, by using code GCN at checkout. Right now, click 2020safe.net. That's 2020safe.net to get our one-liter bottle of high-quality hand sanitizer with your free bonus. A 30-count bottle of Immune Booster, valued at $39.95. Remember to enter GCN at checkout. And the bonus is yours, free, 2020safe.net. This is Being the Merciless. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Exactly according to my plan. Erica Lukes is here, and Randall was about to ask her a question. She mentioned, of course, that she has this commercial space that she hopes will be open to the public someday. Uh, just before the break, I was asking if you have a fundraising platform for uh, doing this work and uh, if you'd like to send people there. And, you know, what are your plans for making it public as well? Is this going to be free? Or are you putting it online? How's that going to work? Right now, my fundraising platform is through uh, on my, if you go to ufoclassified.com, uh, you can go there and become a Patreon and support the show and then also the archive. I send out, you know, certain documents and things that I find to the people that support the show and and but we've got a long way to go because it's it's an expensive endeavor but what i would like to do is have people when when things are available and you know they've i've got a good index of of everything if people need me to pull certain files i will politely request a donation (laughs) for my time and and effort and we'll see how that goes but i would love for people to come and 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 be there and you know free of charge and just to let people know. And I also, you know, because I live uh, in Utah and I'm five minutes away from the University of Utah and they house the Frank Salisbury 
collection, which is really, really amazing. I've been up there and it's almost as big as Anne's. And I've been through all of it and it was cool because I got to see the original, you know, the UFO, Utah UFO display uh, and all of his notes and things. But I would like to work with the University of Utah and perhaps do presentations in conjunction with the special archives and then also, you know, kind of teach people here in a broader way of the importance of the people and the history of the subject. Indeed. In the first part of the show, we were talking about evidence and this, uh, the scientific approach to ufology and the work that people like in Project Hestalen have been doing. And that's really wonderful. But then we've got the whole cultural side of ufology, which people like Professor Paul Kingsbury from Simon Fraser University, for example, looks at and looks at it from a very academic point of view. So there's this very wide range of ways to look at the subject in a perfectly objective way without necessarily thinking that you have to become a believer in any particular galactic ambassador or whatever the case may be. (laughs) Um, And I think it's all really important if we can look at it in that way because of its impact on our culture. Just before the break, we, we got into this subject of truth. One of the last things you said is, you know, to know about the truth, if that makes any sense. And to me, it really does. Uh, we talked about that with Chris Rutkowski and Jeff Bellinger. There seems to be this growing sort of attitude within society today that truth is kind of whatever's convenient for us at the time. Yes. And it can just bend to our personal subjective interpretation and therefore objective reality is just more what we think of it than something that is truly objective and separate from ourselves. Now, Chris and Jeff and I, we don't take that attitude. We go, no, there is an objective reality that is completely separate from us, whether we want to believe it or not. And that's the kind of truth we need to look for. If we want to establish the reality the objective reality of, say, something like a, an alien craft from an extraterrestrial star system. Uh, what's your take on all of this? I absolutely agree. I mean, and, you know, it's been such a, a learning process for me because I came into this publicly. I was more of a, say, true believer. I, I learned a lot of lessons really quickly. And then I began to, to understand that, I mean, there is a lot of um, deliberate and probably unintentional uh, kind of, uh, you know, uh, there are a lot of smoke screens and a lot of there are people that are you know you weed through this and there are people that are that are there on the lecture circuit that are just there to make money and they're going to say anything that comes out of their mouth because it is exciting for people with brain of a peapod i suppose and you know then you've got <laughs> you know <laughs> ah, i'm so i'm so slide just i'm so subtle in my just slide page. it in there <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, then you've got people that are deliberately trying to, you know, push you away because, hey, this might be national security, yada, yada, and, and different things. And so it, it it's hard to, to know, to land in that group of people and to even get close to the truth. I don't think you can if you're in the UFO crowd because they, they want so badly to believe that they're going to glom onto things that are just nonsense. And so I think, you know, when you... To have an attitude like Chris and, and yourself 
and then you've got to figure out what your path is in this and 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 try to um, to really understand that when you're looking for the truth you're not going to look I believe at anything that's being put out <laughs> in the United States just a thought well I guess I would bring us to this upcoming uh, disclosure by the the UAP task force we're all kind of waiting with bated breath or at least we want to we want to believe but but is it going to happen or are they going to put us off or are they going to say oh yeah there's some goodies there but it's national security like you were saying and it still will never see the light of day yeah i think it's going to be kind of what i think it'll be just a disappointing and you know I, I have to ask at the end of the day it's like would you who would believe what <laughs> what's being put forward I, I think that a lot of this is, is national security and we need to get a grip why in the world would our government say oh yes they're you know this is flying around and we don't have the technical capability to to deal with this kind of stuff I mean I don't know there's so many questions I have about that, but I just think, again, we're going to be disappointed. And so that's why I think it's important to look away from that kind of stuff and look at, at places like Norway, where you are getting good, good stuff, good information. Yes, definitely. Of course, then, you know, there again, we're dealing with the, these are the people who really want to get at the objective truth about the phenomena. And I'm all for that, for sure. Absolutely. I am, you know, it might sound like I'm not, but I am, you know, I wouldn't be in this for so long and, and be so passionate if I didn't want to get to that truth. Because, you know, like you mentioned in the beginning of the show, I mean, I've had personal experiences I cannot explain. You know, everybody that I, I mean, well, not everybody, most everybody that I talk to or the listeners of my show have had experiences. And it's like, what is that? And how do we move through all of this and maybe more of, of, of that truth, you know, or can we? Well, okay, let me ask you this because I have to be careful how I phrase this because I, I, you are a, a woman in a largely male predominated field who's, who's come into it. And I don't know if it's being stereotypical to say that, that women tend to be more intuitive or appreciate what I'm about to say than men do but i feel having seen one of these craft as well that when i had that experience i instantly connected in a way that's hard to explain with all of the other people who have had a similar experience and although i don't know and can't prove necessarily who they are i know they're out there and i feel on some level like they are part of a larger family of human beings on this earth that really know what we were talking about as the truth from their firsthand experience and have this different worldview because of it. Does that make any sense to you at all? No, it, it, it does because it's, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think, you know, you do get that sense of, of connectedness and I think it's, you know, I, I, I think that's, you know, it's really, it's one of those fascinating things about all of this. There's so many, so many, I don't know. I mean, the whole thing is a trip, but I get what you're saying. It's like you just have that moment and everything seems to align. And, and you know that there are other people out there that have been, have had that 
feeling, which is just a feeling you can't describe unless you've had an experience like that. Yeah, I mean, it's not like something you can get out of a book necessarily. I mean, doing your research is important. Don't get me wrong. And I'm talking about a kind of UFO experience that isn't just like a vague light off in the distance, but something that is pretty much undeniably that wasn't one of ours. Can you just give us a brief outline of your experience again? I would love to hear it. You know, I had, and I've had several um, over my life, um, but I had, when I got into this in 2013. And we'll have more about Erica's experience with the strange and the unknown in a moment or two. But first of all, let me tell you, she's going to be back to join us on the After the Paracast podcast this weekend. That's available to subscribers of the Paracast Plus at theparacast.plus. More to come with Erica Jean Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax manager hotline now 800-503-8625 800-503-8625 welcome back to the paracast the gold standard of paranormal radio and now here's gene steinberg So we continue with Erica Luke's joining us again on the Paracast this week. Erica, you were about to start into a conversation that would take a few minutes. Let's do it now. 
Yes. In 2013, I had a home on the east side of the Salt Lake Valley. And so I would sit there every night and, you know, watch the storms roll in and watch aircraft moving through the flight corridor of the Salt Lake International Airport and just different things. And I had a friend over uh, one night and I noticed this light, amber-orange light that was hovering above the Ochre Mountains. And, you know, I'm just like, okay, interesting. Um, get my binoculars out. I'm looking at it. And I looked at it for quite some time. And it was interesting to me because it didn't have, it wasn't, it didn't appear to be an aircraft because you couldn't see the typical lights that you would see on an aircraft. And so I watched it. And then there was a, another one that appeared to almost drop out of it. And then it moved around in a circle and they both moved off together. And it was very interesting. Again, I could not see any any other lights. It was seemed to be one solid object. And so for for months, I just set up my video cameras and and things. And then I really started you know, digging into, okay, here's the flight corridor. This is where you see traffic. Over here, you've got some of the most restricted airspace in the NSA and then Dugway's over here and, you know, learned all about different types of things. That's when I, you know, really got into it and became the state director for MUFON. And, you know, over the, you know, the course of since that time, I mean, I've had other experiences. And I had an experience when I was up near Skinwalker Ranch that was uh, very interesting as well, which I just have to say that's probably probably something that they were testing. I don't know, but it was fascinating. And it was one of those things that just, I, it just pulled me in. And well, like you said, nonstop from there. <laughs> well, t- tell us some more about it. I mean, this is the, this is your chance to, to talk about you and what drives you and the experiences you've had. And let's hear it. What happened at Skinwalker Ranch? The thing at Skinwalker was, um, still just kind of um, kind of mind blown about that but um, I had gone up there to do an interview with Junior Hicks and I have a, a friend in fact interestingly enough the person who is uh, one of my contacts up near that area sent me a series of photographs last night of something that he took in that area and things and so I'm going to be on the phone with him later today and we'll find out what's what sort of news is taking place near the ranch again <laughs> but not to go off topic there but I so I went up to to interview Junior and I brought a friend of mine who was also in MUFON uh, at the time she was my assistant director state director and we found this fellow took us to a, a specific point where we could have an you know clear observation of the ranch and we, and we could we could see everything and we set up our cameras and it was one of those nights where there was a lightning storm coming in and it was absolutely stunning and you could you know see the the lightning in fact I photographed it I got some great photographs over uh, the Skinwalker Ridge you know there with the lightning coming in and so I began to right after dusk I began to notice that by the old homestead um, there was a light that was kind of shining up on the mesa and having been on the ranch uh, before you know I'm I know you know where the road is running where where it isn't uh, different things and so I just kind of thought to myself okay could that be a car light what what could that be um, it very well could have been somebody that was shining a flashlight up um, you know on on that certain part of the mesa but I watched it and it appeared to me that this light 
kind of moved out and towards me. And it was very odd because there was a kind of a, I, at first I thought it was fog, but it, it wasn't kind of a low lying, um, well, it looked like fog. And then I was like, is there a fire? What is this and stuff? And it was almost illuminated. And so I, I'm, you know, again, trying to okay, what could this be? What could this be? Let's look at, you know, A, B, C, and D. And it, it appeared to come, you know, it did come towards us and then almost surrounded us and, and the sound got really quiet and the temperature dropped and then it moved back. And then um, that happened, you know, at different times while we were there. And then I noticed that there was a amber orange light that was hovering above, above the uh, ridge. And, you know, again, what is this? What could this be? Yada, yada. And I noticed it was quite large. Um, noticed that hanging out there for a while. And then also noticed that um, in front of the mesa, there was another one of those objects. And it appeared from my vantage point that they were both like some sort of energy was joining them together. Um, and so I watched that. I photographed it. Uh I have, you know, videotape and, and there were some interesting things and I still don't know, you know, was that maybe a lightning? I don't know because it lasted a little bit longer. Uh, I, I don't know, but it was a very interesting experience to see all of that. Um, Would this be uh, from a project that you, I'm assuming, started called Project Orange, dedicated to the study of sightings of clusters of orange red orbs? You know, I mean, it. it I, I just don't know what that was. And that was, I was studying that, yeah, anomalous light phenomena, like they they um, look at in, in Norway and things. And I just, I don't know. I get the feeling because the more I know about the ranch and, and research that, that they perhaps could have been testing something. Absolutely. So... There. That's so, my feeling about Skinwalker as yeah. well. This, this is some sort of psyops testing ground. Yes. Yeah. That's the best. I mean, who knows? And that might attract, though. I mean, the real thing from time to time, just because if you know, if we're assuming there is an objective reality to to alien visitation, that could be something that they might be interested in checking out as well. I mean, you know, imagine if if a, if a group of of uh, you know bonobos or whatever in, in in the jungle started behaving like human beings I, I think there'd be a group of anthropologists down there wanting to check it out you know yeah well they very well could i <laughs> <laughs> so yeah <laughs> or they could just say hey let's stay away we just that radiation not going to work for me <laughs> well but then again i mean what about this concept that the the phenomena seems to mirror the worldview of the experiencer and in some cases tends to People tend to act kind of like as a magnet for it once they start to get into it. It's not just a simple matter of you're studying something independently. It all it interacts with you in a way. Or, or is, it, is that just sort of a, a kind of a subjective feeling that people have? And, and that's a great question. And I mean, honestly, I would have maybe thought something. I would have maybe thought that, you know, a few years ago and now I'm just wondering if it's because you become so primed and so open that you think everything <laughs> is something you know phenomenal and and it might not be I don't know that and that's the the you know interesting thing there's such a you know from a psychological perspective there's so many things to study 
about with all of this? You know, I mean, why do people, why are people more prone to believe certain things? Why would they, you know, I mean, if once you have a sighting, you typically, people have more of them. Why, why is that? Is it because, you know, it, if it's attracting the phenomena, the person's attracting it, or is it because, yeah, a, per, a person is open and primed, you know? Well, yeah, the psychology of it is, is kind of interesting. Is it, what, what I wonder if what it's like is, um, and, and I'm not sure how many people out there have experienced this, but I imagine anyone who drives a car probably has. Uh, when you get a new car, and, and in my example, uh, the car that I'm driving now, it's, it's fairly nondescript. It's a Buick Allure, silver in color, really common car. I'd never really paid any attention to them before. But when I decided I was going to buy a new car, I... I got this car. And then I started noticing they're all over the place. They're like, <laughs> you know, they're, they're just this really nondescript car that nobody pays any attention to. But it seems like when you've got it yourself, you start to notice yeah. how many other people have the same thing. Every car out there is a Volkswagen. <laughs> Gene, Randall, Erica, you're in. The Paracast. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Hey everybody, if you've ever thought about heirloom beans as a storable survival food, I've got great news. In fact, I'll bet it's the best news you've heard in a while. Here's the thing, we've just received a fresh batch of gourmet heirloom beans, survival soup beans. These beans are gorgeous, highly nutritious, and above all, with no hesitation whatsoever, the best tasting beans in the entire world. The best part? We've dropped the price by 33% this week for listeners who know higher food prices are coming and want an inflation hedge you can actually eat if you want to. Gets even better. With your permission and with a high regard for your health and well-being, I also want to send you two pounds of what we think is the single most underrated superfood in the world, period. Go to SoupBeanSurvival.com, that's SoupBeanSurvival.com, and discover the real reason we're giving this unusual superfood away at SoupBeanSurvival.com, that's SoupBeanSurvival.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. 
We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right. We cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. Have you been diagnosed with cancer? Are you one of the millions who have taken Zantac or other generic versions of this popular drug to help treat stomach issues? Then pay close attention to this message. The FDA said it detected low levels of a probable cancer-causing chemical known as NDMA in Zantac and other generic forms of this popular drug. They've banned sales and even removed it from the market. If you've been diagnosed with cancer and you've taken Zantac or a generic equivalent, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-998-7173. 800-998-7173. 800-998-7173. That's 800-998-7173. Do you want to give you and your loved ones premium nutrition right now? Hi, I'm Jamil Bookaboo from TeamGaday.com and the GCN Longevity Health Team. Get your premium nutrition formulated by world-renowned naturopathic doctor, Dr. Joel Wallach at Wholesale, or also become a distributor and earn income while supporting this broadcast. Go to teamgaday.com via the shopping cart or contact form and I'll get back to you with support personally. That's teamgaday.com with longevity. Teamgaday.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. As Randall was saying here, for the most part, when you get a car or you spend a lot of time riding in one, you suddenly spot all the others on the road. Assuming you have something that's fairly common. Now, the exception would be back for me in the early 70s when I purchased a Mazda RX-2 with the rotary engine. I assure you, I rarely, if ever, saw another one on the road. I felt all alone or proud or stupid, depending on your point of view, (laughs) if you're a Mazda fan or not. Yeah, my awesome. dad had one of those. He, it was pretty cool, actually. He thought the rotary engine engine was, you know, really an, an innovative way to go about internal combustion. The problem with the rotary engine has been poor fuel economy, and this is true of all the rotaries that have come out since. I know that Mazda is looking at maybe putting a rotary with a hybrid engine, but no other company even tried. At least they were able to sell several million copies of rotary engine cars, but now it's all EV. I mean, that's it. Yeah. Except I was at a body shop the other day to fix some minor damage to my car, and it's a VW. And I asked him about the repairability of different makes. And he said, forget Tesla. They're very difficult to fix because they use lots and lots. Instead of welding, they, they use adhesive and that only specialized body shops can handle them. So I kind of feel or suspect that when you try to get your Tesla insured, the rate will go up in the air. 
Well, there's been a lot of people that try to, I, I don't know if it's on purpose or whatever, but they kind of down on Tesla, but it just keeps forging ahead. Tesla is very successful, but I don't see much information on the repairability. I mean, the body shop that I went to, which is a company called Gerber, it's a chain of body shops in the U.S. and other countries, they have no incentive to push one brand over another, except, of course, Tesla they don't fix. So there may have been that. Well, probably. But, I mean, you can if you go and look at, on just do a research, Google search on it, you'll find a, quite a few articles saying like, you know, Tesla is like pretty much the best car ever made now. Uh, and they've got their own shops you can go to that specialize in dealing with it. And they've got, you know, apparently really, really excellent service. So, you know, why go to an independent dealer necessarily? Hey, you know, you know we, let's continue with the UFO thing and forget yeah. about electric cars. Except for the thing here is that we see People claiming contact with UFO entities, and they never produce any advanced technology. Well, I guess those tall Nordics, you know, they're <laughs> not giving out a lot, are they? <laughs> well, they're keeping it to the vest, I'll tell you. Another thing that you were involved with that, that I ran across while I was doing my pre-show homework is that, and I'm not sure how many of these things you're still involved with. We you know, briefly touched on the Project Orange thing. What about Unexplained Utah? Are you still doing that? You know what? I have to be very honest. I am a huge slacker in that regard. <laughs> and so I, and, and I need to be better about that. I've got a great group of people here in Utah and we, you know, typically get together a lot and do meetings and, and look at the archives and different things. And that's just kind of been put on hold and I have not been doing my, my duties. So I need to smack upside the face. I need to get my act together. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, as if you're not already busy enough. And, you know, I know that feeling for sure. I've, you know, made an effort to put a group together myself and it just got way out of hand to the point where, you know, I really would have liked to have done some of the things that I planned on doing, but I just couldn't do it all myself and had no help. And then life came along. And I mean, I still got USI out there just and everyone who's got a membership is free for life. But just even updating the website on a regular basis is takes that much extra time. It, it does. And people don't realize. I don't know why. You know, it's like you're you're putting on a meeting. You're you know, you're you've got a, you know, a website. You've got all of this stuff and everything. This costs money. And it's like. I think people, a lot of people expect you to do things for, for free. And a lot of times we, we do, I mean, take money out of our own pocket to do it, but you know, it's like sometimes oh, yeah. other people need to, you know, contribute oh. to the cause. I mean, it would be nice. Yeah. I mean, I, everything I've done, I've done completely for free, except at one time I did have a, a kind of a ufology certification program that was it was just light but it, it was like a ufo 101 and they could take it by correspondence and i did hand out a few certificates for that that cost i think 25 dollars or something not as involved as the mufon uh, field investigators course did you take the mufon field investigators course you know i did it <laughs> Did, did they offer one? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, they do. Actually, it's a pretty good yeah. one. Quite a, quite an extensive manual as well. Yeah, and, you know, the manual is, is 
you know, I mean, they've got some great things in there. And I will say the older version of the manual, you know, back in the, the 70s and 80s was was really fantastic. But yeah, I, I taught myself everything. I did not take the the course that you, I believe you're probably talking about the courses that you can take um, either at the that you travel to take. I'm not exactly sure. I think you could do it by correspondence at the time, but their their manual back then was like, it was almost the size of a phone book, you know, and lots and lots of, of really good information. And it, what probably the best thing MUFON was doing for the field, in, in my opinion, because the rest of it was all fairly questionable from my perspective. <laughs> Speaking of MUFON, I'm looking at the 2021 International MUFON Symposium which allegedly will happen August 27th to 29th, a live event. I'm just wondering how you're going to do that with the pandemic. They but don't care if the pandemic doesn't exist. Come on. You know oh, it that doesn't. Well, you, there are a lot no. of people who got COVID-19 <laughs> yeah. who will disagree well, with you. Yeah, now, here, okay, so <laughs> I'm looking here at what they're offering, and they'll have streaming, too, on this live streaming. Area 51 guided tours. Come on now. Can you imagine? Oh, <laughs> Area 51 guided tours. I can't wait. I can't wait. I just want to go. I have to. I'll wear 12 masks. <laughs> uh, 13 well, masks on my face. It'll come out three feet, my masks, to protect me. Seriously, Don't step honestly, on the landmines. Like I will tell you, like there they um there have been they started doing some conferences and you know, you look at some of the pictures and and lo and behold, you know, there there's the there are people there not wearing their masks because they the pandemic is completely fake and and you know, masks are taking away your freedom and you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's I'm, a whole I'm, other show, isn't oh, it? I mean God. And we need I to would have love to show. talk about it because yeah, we I'm, do. I'm yeah, I'm not necessarily pro or con on some of the issues they're so polarized that what we were talking about back at the beginning of the show truth tends to go out the window on both sides of the the equation i think now by the way while we're talking here i tried to actually open up the page on the mufon symposium and you of course you've got the little hand cursor and when you click on it guess what happens that's correct. Nothing. More to come with Gene Randall and Erica, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. You've seen crazy diets to lose weight. At GCN Team, our healthy body weight loss system simply neutrifies the body, bringing down cravings. It has been proven that nutritional deficiencies drive appetite for carbs, sugars, and fats. Lose weight the easy way. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Fighting cravings is a fool's game. Give the body what it needs to be satisfied. Again, 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now.
USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. COVID cases are still on the rise in many parts of the country. More than 20 states have reported a rise of at least 10% in new cases over the last seven days, with the largest outbreak happening in Michigan. The state is averaging nearly 7,000 new cases daily over the last week. And on Friday, the state recorded nearly 9,000 new cases, the second highest single day since the beginning of the pandemic. Dr. Joel Fishbane is an infectious disease expert in Michigan, and he tells CNN that the main difference between the first surge and the latest is the age of the patients being hospitalized. We don't have as many patients in the ICU, and we certainly don't have as many on the ventilators, which is good, but you still have young, relatively healthy adults, never been sick in their life, now are coming in needing oxygen. So it's a little scary for them, you know, it's scary for us. This is USA Radio News. A group of House Democrats introduced legislation this week that would expand the number of Supreme Court justices from 9 to 13, a bill that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says she has no intention of bringing to the floor. Senator Lindsey Graham says the only reason there's a push to expand the court is that Democrats don't like the current makeup. The South Carolina Republican tells Fox News that approving the bill would make the Supreme Court nothing more than a political football. There's nothing broken about the Supreme Court. There are nine justices that's been that way for since 1869, I think. They want to turn the court upside down to pack it with liberals because they don't like the makeup of the court. And what will happen is that every time one party takes over from the other, we'll change the number of justices. You've been a lawyer all your life. It will destroy the rule of law as we know. This is the biggest assault on the rule of law and the independent judiciary in my lifetime. The idea of packing the court so liberals can make it liberal rather than changing the makeup through the election process the way we've done it for a long time. You're listening to USA Radio News. Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses, your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare. Our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day, but supplies are limited. Purchase nano-colloidal silver now at immunesupportnow.com. That's immunesupportnow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. It's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Now, maybe that's the secret there that MUFON is sending us a message. It doesn't work because their system doesn't work. What can I well, tell you? Well, it certainly you? did a lot of fundraising for it. You'd hope it worked. Hmm. Yeah, well, I'm looking here yeah, well, at MUFON. Yeah, well, exactly. And I'm looking at the training. I'll become a field investigator. Here it is, the training thing. And there is a field investigator manual. So you, it's this is an online thing. You have to order the course. And when you order the course, you bring up the page and you see 
something that's their equivalent of the powercast.shop, which is lots of branded merchandise. Except we have something over and above what MUFON has. We have four different logos on our branded <laughs> merchandise. So it is much, well, much better, better than MUFON. Yes. Plus, you know, with MUFON, where's that money go to? Really, are they actually uh, doing research? Tell me what research MUFON is doing. I want to hear you. I hear silence. Are they researching anything or just collecting reports? Well, you work with MUFON. What did you do? I collected reports. Or, you know, I mean, it's, mind you, they, you know, you've got the reports coming into the CMS and, you know, some the people, certain people at the top have access to the reports coming in. And whether you got the report or not was made on high, the decision on high and, and things. And then you, you know, did your investigations and it went into the, you know, wherever, wherever, uh, to whoever, whoever paid for buying the data. <laughs> Take a look. Went um, into the black hole. Now, let me just tell you that from MUFON. I'm on their site now, on the online store. And then I click on Members Home. And I get a 404 error, which means, of course, the page does not exist. So MUFON can't even negotiate their own site properly. Well, maybe they're trying to get Jay-Z Knight off there. <laughs> well, okay. No, anything from the online oh store doesn't work. It's that's it there. The online store causes everything to break. Hmm. But that being said, that field investigator manual, at least back in the day, last time I looked at it, was really good. And for my group, I would accept anyone with a MUFON field investigator certificate as qualified to go out and interview witnesses and, and represent my group because that part of it is really quite good. This is the last ragging on MUFON we might do today. But yeah. MUFON has been around since 1969 when it was a splinter group from APRO. A bunch of APRO people made up something called the Mutual UFO Network. Originally, it was the Midwest UFO Network. And somebody woke up and said, if it's Midwest, we're restricting ourselves to one part of the country. We want to be national. Let's change Midwest to Mutual. That was one of the original things they did. Since then, what has MUFON accomplished? Nothing. I hear the sound of crickets. In fact, I was going to get the sound of crickets. I was going to get the sound of crickets and dub it in, but you get the picture. Do do that. Embed it in the in the episode. You probably pick up a sound bite somewhere. That would be really funny, actually. And it's so true. But but this brings up okay. And it we've talked about all this wonderfulness of the archives and everything else. Uh, MUFON has you know a warehouse full of archives. They've done yeah their, their TV episodes about it. There's citing reports that could keep us going for decades from the past already. And it's not like I'm saying it's not a worthwhile project, but I'm really not so sure that, you know, digitizing boxes of reports is going to get us any further ahead other than than it's a good idea for the historians. But is it really going to move the cause forward in terms of finding out what's really going on? You know, I think for me, I mean, I just feel like MUFON is a big social club, you know, and, you know, I mean, there are certain chapters that are, you know, doing some really great 
stuff, you know, because each chapter is kind of out there on their own. And then there are other chapters that sit around and have meetings and talk about, you know, bring political and religious things into this and some pretty, uh, you know, I mean, questionable ideas. And it's like, since when is, you know, I mean, when, since when are the Space Brothers or the, you know, some of these biblical things? I mean, how, how, how does that get into the scientific study of UFOs? Let me interrupt here. And this is the sound of a typical investigation from MUFON. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That was our presentation to the day. <laughs> uh, well, scientific investigation of UFOs, that was a problem I always, always had with them because Really, when you start talking about the scientific investigation of UFOs, you're inviting the skeptics to, to call it pseudoscience because it just isn't really possible to do unless you have scientifically verifiable material evidence, which nobody has. But least- here's, you know, and you're right. It, and here's the the thing. It's like I always, you know, when I was working um, not only a state director, but was working, um, you know, in the communications department and talking to Harzan quite a bit, I would say to him, okay, you know, why don't we work with or make a presentation to a, a night vision company or a company that has, you know, that can offer discounts to field investigators, and then we can start getting the the equipment that people need to go out and do field work and to set up, you know, monitoring uh, stations and different things, you know, like they do in in Norway and things. And, you know, why aren't we taking, why aren't we ha- looking at the data that we have? Why aren't we analyzing it? Why aren't we C and D, things that you would do in a, you know, a, a scientific study or, or you know, but that never seemed to happen. And so to me, that just said, well, that wasn't truly the point of the organization to begin with. And so it's just, an interesting thing. <laughs> There's there that sound again. <laughs> you know? I mean, and there are ways that it could be done. And it's just, it's, I, you know, I, yeah, I don't know, but we'll see. In fact, tonight on my show, I have uh, Rob Zwitek, who's on the board of directors. And so he'll be on my show tonight and I'll have a guy. I always have great conversations with him. The poor guy is probably drinking coffee and prepping and praying and bathing in holy water. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you listened to I mean, there's lots of us now. This is the other thing who used to be involved in the field in some way, shape or form, who've gone to this online platform of doing podcasts. And now it's it seems like all the people in the UFO field are just kind of interviewing each other on shows and talking about their experiences and what they've done, which I think is really great. But it sort of keeps everybody in their own little camp as well. And I'm not, you know, I'd always envisioned this kind of a unified thing where maybe there could be a bunch of people who could get together and collectively focus their efforts and that a collective focused effort might be more effective than th- this uh, granular one that's out there now. And I, I think, yeah, I mean, that would be, that would, you know, I think be everyone's um, hope because, you know, you, you would think that when you're working towards a goal, 
that you would work together and, and, you know, but I think that's the problem with the, with this subject and, and the UFO community. It's like, you know, what, what are people's true goals? Is this just like the Mary Kay cosmetics club? Let's sit around and, you know, talk and barbecue and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, or is this a, you know, are we going to uh, get together in a group and supposedly talk about UFOs, but then, you know, talk about really storming the Capitol or, you know, <laughs> anti-masks and, you know, <laughs> you know, it's it, a crazy you know, world out there, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to get only crazier with Erica Luke's. Now she's very sane. It's me and Randall. That's where you wonder, are these guys sane? We have no idea. We can't tell you. Nobody knows for sure. With Gene and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First game attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. According to the Wall Street Journal, the new book, The Great Devaluation, is the number one business book in the world. Hi, my name's Adam Barada, two-time national best-selling author and owner of Advantage Gold, hands down the highest-rated gold firm in the country. We help investors put physical metals inside their IRAs. My first book, Gold is a Better Way, sparked a movement. My new book, The Great Devaluation, is the number one book in the country. I believe every investor should own physical metals. It's why I'm giving away my best-selling book to anyone with an IRA with over $100,000 for free. Call 800-900-8000 to get the bestseller, The Great Devaluation, sent directly to your door. That's 800-900-8000. The new decision is now obvious. Don't you deserve to do it with the best? 
Call 800-900-8000 for your free book today. That's 800-900-8000. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veterans nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. I was thinking of that 1960s novelty song from a songwriter named Jerry Samuels who called himself Napoleon the 14th. And he did, They're Coming to Take Me Away, haha. And the flip side, this is a 45 RPM record, the flip side was the same recording backwards. Oh, that's kind of creepy. And like every few years, it comes back. But that's what I'm thinking of. It's just a crazy world. Now, I remember our original co-host, David, mentioned going to a MUFON meeting in upstate New York, where he was living at the time. And he said, you know, they were just totally wacky. And he tried to make sense of everything and have a sane discussion. And they looked at him like he was some kind of leper. Right. You know, I think we've had those kinds of experiences. But then again, I mean, on the flip side, what we were talking about before the break is, you know, is is a group focused approach really the best way to go? Because that seems like a really old fashioned way to look at it as well. The way that the world is going is to have widespread digital communication between various individuals around the entire world. And so maybe it will be the case that with so many of us out there doing our own thing, there will reach a kind of organic critical mass that will suddenly bring the whole thing together in in a different way. If you see what I'm saying, it's a completely different way of looking at how to get there. I don't know. What thoughts? I think the thing that is interesting to me is just to see now that we do have this wonderful you know world of the web and and we communicate there are also more people coming out with youtube shows and and different ideas that are just completely full of it you know i mean they're just it's like look at me i've got my youtube show and i'm talking ufos and, and you know i mean it's just like what you know and so it almost in a way it's like it makes it harder to weed through and find the good people, because for me, the good people that I work with don't go on YouTube. <laughs> These guys are like underground kind of things. And so I think it's just, I, I think still the underground approach, kind of small group of people and and working together in that regard is probably the safer route. Any, any positive and constructive uh, work towards 
well, I guess the, what would you even call it? The understanding the phenomena, mm-hmm. making sense of it, defi- finding out the truth. That anything that's genuine and constructive, I'm, I'm a fan of. It doesn't matter where or how or somebody wants to do it. James Fox, the phenomena. Have you seen the movie? What do you think? You know what? I have not seen the movie yet. And he's going to be mad at me for saying that. I need to, maybe tonight's the night I can just sit on the couch and watch it and, and see. I know he's worked really hard on that for a long time. So I wish him, you know, great success. Uh, indeed, because I mean, it's a lot of the stuff will be familiar to you. But I think you'll also agree that it's really a constructive and an honest and accurate look at ufology and and then the pandemic hit and he he didn't get it into theaters like he was hoping and and that's a real shame i know that was a big thing when we had him on the show this past spring of 2020 he said you know he really was expecting to have this exhibited in over a thousand theaters and i guess that had all been arranged and then of course the pandemic continued so it had to be an online streaming only version and then they're competing with 10,000 other films you know including the Snyder Cut and Wonder Woman 1984 and Godzilla vs. King Kong or King Kong vs. Godzilla I totally forget which version is on there now and the film certainly got excellent reviews on Rotten Tomatoes it could have done better oh by the way I did look up Jerry Samuels the songwriter and his songs, in addition to They're Coming to Take Me Away, haha, were sung by Johnny Ray, a famous lounge singer from the 50s, and Neil Diamond and Sammy Davis Jr. He was partly or completely responsible for songs sung by those people. So mm. he's not a complete lunatic. That's comforting. There's a few names dropped in. Hey, you're a singer yourself, aren't you, Erica? Have you been doing any lately? You know what? I I've, my focus has been on writing songs, uh, writing stuff, and then I am, you know, getting getting the pipes back to where they used to be and stuff, which takes a little bit of work. But I am definitely going to start gigging again, and and then hopefully putting out an album because I I miss that. That's was a part of me since I was little. You know, I started uh, studying classically at the university when I was sixteen, University of Utah, and and was a professional singer yeah for twenty five years, and I I love it. I miss it, and I'm definitely going to get back to it. What kind of songs do you sing? I went from, God, I did rock, reggae, Latin, blues. Um, I love singing the blues. I am probably best singing jazz, especially because my, I've got a man voice. And so <laughs> I can do that. Unfortunately, the- we can't have you sing any commercial songs here because then we'd have to buy a user license. You know how that works. So yes. we can't hear how you sound. Are you on YouTube? You know what? I, I'm not, um, but I've got. I do have some songs floating around out there. But I'll—that's uh, one of the things I'll do and get that up on my website. Get some old material because we did you know, a whole album of original music way back when. This was back in my kind of little rocker days and and things. And so, and we also did. Gosh, we wrote my. Uh, friend and I at the time wrote a couple really cool jazz pieces that actually played on our our radio here the jazz station and stuff I'll have to find those well Mr. Steinberg also had 
someone of a musical career in the 80s where she was doing some club work and recordings. And we had a couple of big name, semi big name people producing for her. Like her last song called Love Attack was written by a couple, Andy and Danya Anka, and Andy Anka being the younger brother of Paul Anka. And I think it was the third version we recorded. We did several renditions. Was produced by a guy named Robert Sabino. And Rob Sabino, of course, worked with Chic. Ah. He was also the fellow who did a lot of the synthesizer programming for music from Madonna. And when David Bowie did Let's Dance and all that stuff, he did a lot of the synthesizer programming. And today, he teaches music at a church, Rob Sabino. Wow. <laughs> you know, I love Chic. I'm probably the only person who even knows who that <laughs> that is. But, um, I mean, I Want Your Love. That was one of my favorite songs, Matt. <laughs> I could bust a move to that one. In fact, every I have to just kind of go off on a tangent here, but I, I'm a big Halloween person. And so every year since I was 16, I have a huge Halloween party. And I will, you know, I force, literally I have to force my guests to do the Soul Train dance-off, you know, and, <laughs> and stuff. So happens after a couple cocktails around 11 o'clock at night. And so, you know, everybody's in their Halloween costumes and we're doing the line and we're listening to Chic. And it's just like, oh, sweet balls of fire. It's a- <laughs> and you don't do Monster Mash? Mm, I guess I the maybe after midnight. Remember that? Remember <laughs> yeah, that, that one? Was a fun, that's a fun that was hug. Bobby Boris Pickett imitating Boris Karloff. But actually, Boris Karloff actually did live a version of that song. Oh, the original. You have to look fun. it up online. I don't know where it is. I mean, it's probably lost with the non-existent or lost recordings of the time that Harpo Marx retired from performing, and he talked on the air. You never heard him talk before. He talked for like five or ten minutes, retiring. (laughs) And that's, where is it? I don't know. You can't find it. Let's get back to UFOs. And I wanted to really segue to something we started early in the show, and we've gone into so many different directions it's been so scattershot. <laughs> and I was thinking maybe another Jerry Samuels song about why you should smoke marijuana is to blame, but none of us are smoking right now. But seriously speaking here, the Pentagon UAP task force, another of those forlorn hopes for disclosure, Erica? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep, I, it's, I mean, I, I'm not quite sure what, what we keep hoping for, but I, it's again, just, uh, you know, I mean, we, like I said, we've, this stuff has been going on for decades. I mean, we had different versions of this in the face and, and, you know, nothing has, has come out of it. I don't think anything's meant to come out of it. So it'll be interesting to see again. And it's funny, you know, how we keep getting, it's like, oh, here's the date of disclosure. And then, oh, just kidding. Nope. It's actually two months from now. It's kind of the same thing that we've seen with some of the QAnon stuff. Oh, now today's the day. And then, nope, sorry, we've got to look out a couple months. And so I think it's the same type of, of thing. And I'm afraid people will be disappointed if that's where they're resting their laurels, I guess, their hope. We've got more to come with Erica, Jean, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. 
Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now 800-503-8625-800-503-8625-800-503-8625 welcome back to the paracast the gold standard of paranormal radio and now here's gene steinberg By the way, those hoping for Erica to do our Stinger the Paracast, she's going to join, of course, Nick Redfern and Chris Rudkowski very soon. But she's talking about the hopes and dreams of disclosure that never seem to happen. I also think Tom DeLonge and the Two of the Stars Academy has kind of faded out. They made a big flourish, and I guess he realized that nobody wanted to finance that thing. I... Recall that Louis Elizondo, who had become a director of something for the To The Stars Academy, he went off on his own with his own website. But isn't Elizondo a one-hit wonder? What else does he have to say about UFOs? Oh, I may or may not have headed this department investigating UFOs in the Pentagon, but what did he tell us that we didn't know except for a few extra sightings? Not a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this brings up kind of another subject too is that it's all gone the way of the UAP. Now, if we go back to sort of classical ufology in the era of say like Stan Friedman who would say I'm not talking about UFOs, I'm talking about flying saucers. And, and these are craft that are presumed to be extraterrestrial or at least alien in some sense, in origin. Not simply some unidentified aerial, in quotes, phenomenon. 
not something that's just in people's minds or some vague kind of swamp gas or maybe a new kind of bird or cloud or upper atmospheric lightning. It's there. We're talking about alien visitation. So do you think that this whole UAP thing confuses the issue? I mean, I do, obviously. Or do you think it helps to clarify the issue and take it out of that stigmatism, which is sort of what I think is an excuse, kind of, or and you can see where I'm going with this, but what do you think, Erica? Oh, boy, I don't know. I know that, you know, uh, Ted Rowe, who's the executive director of NARCAP, I know that he was at a meeting back in Washington with Richard Haynes, and that's that they that Haynes coined the term really UAP and got that kind of put out there and it's kind of, you know, blossomed from there. So people are using that in hopes that it's going to lend more credibility to, to it. But, um, I, I would say with the, with, on the, hot with the cast of characters that are pushing, pushing that, I'm not sure it's more credible. I well, do not know. Well, we've got the SCU and they changed theirs from, you know, the Scientific Coalition for Ufology to the Scientific Coalition for UAP Studies, thinking that this might do it. But then you've got uh, luminaries like Jerome Clark, who, you know, just calls it silly. It's like, it, it's not fooling anyone. It's clouding the issue. A UFO and a UAP aren't really the same thing in, in either of the definitions. And, you know, really, who are we trying to kid? Yeah, I, I'm not quite sure, but clearly the joke's taken off with <laughs> most of the people in the field, but I don't know. Randall, UAP to me is trying to revisit the 50s, where Captain Ruppelt said, not flying saucers, UFO. Because flying right. saucers, it's silly, ah, flying saucers, ha, 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 UFO is serious. And then after 60 years of UFO, oh, UFOs are silly. Let's raise my voice like helium. UFOs are silly. So therefore, we'll call them UAPs. Yeah. And in an effort to make people think that it can be taken seriously or to take them seriously. And, okay, I'm just going to say it. I think that for all of the people in the history of ufology, going all the way back to people like Hynek and the UFO experience and Ruppelt and the Air Force investigators and the people who defined UFO in the beginning very well and is in all of the classified documents, along with UAP some places, uh, I think that that to say we don't want to use UFO because that they are composed of a bunch of tinfoil hat wearing um, crazy people is throwing it throwing a lot of it under the bus, a lot of serious work under the bus, and I think that's really disrespectful in a historical way to all of the work that people have done in ufology and who do take it seriously. Maybe that's the point. <laughs> Maybe it's the point to do that. I mean, you know, to we throw work, we, all the all that work under the bus. I mean, <laughs> I, mean yeah, I don't. But, I, I don't think with you know because I've had you know t both Ted and, and Haynes on my show multiple times and things, and I think that that you know they they did that for a, a reason because they were briefing people in the government and doing things, and they wanted it to have more 
credibility and separate it from from the tinfoil hat kind of stuff. But I totally get your point. And I mean, I call them UFOs. I, you know, that's just me. But right. We still call them flying saucers. Well, yes, there are. I mean, we've still got, you know, if we can go back to the Air Force regulations where there are official definitions by the Air Force, by the military for the word UFO. So it's not that it's something to be just thrown under the bus and as if it doesn't make any sense or that it's unscientific or there was no serious investigation of it. And I think to do so does it a tremendous disservice. And like, why not take the, the position if you want to go out there and make it make the field better instead of taking all of that history and just going, oh, well, that doesn't matter. We're going to call it what we want to call it so that we look like we're the serious ones and everyone else is just full of crap. Then I, I'm not sure that's the best way to do it. Why not take your expertise and go, no. That isn't crap. It is worthy of taking seriously and come on board with all the people who have spent such a long time trying to relay that message to the public instead of just saying, well, don't pay attention to them. Pay attention to us because we've got this new kind of slogan term. I mean, OK, I've, I probably don't need to go on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I, 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 I hear what you're saying. And I think that, you know, it, it is, you know, I mean, the people that are now coming out and really using that term and trying to sound studious and professional, it, it's, I mean, how's that working for them? Hmm. I guess if it's working, you know, I've, it, I've well, I don't think it is. But. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's. I, I don't think it is. It's just a, you know, but that's my own thing. I, I have, I'm obviously a little cynical when it comes to some of these things and people oh, involved. In, you're finally you never, getting there you know with that? the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> but you know something here, Erica, one thing that kind of interests me, we've mentioned it on the show a few times in our newsletter and last week with Chris Rutkowski, that former heads of the CIA, and you think they'd be in the know, are saying positive things about UFOs, UAPs, or whatever, whatever the heck they are, P's. Um, they, we have, of course, Woolsey and Brennan from the modern era of former CIA directors. We had Admiral Helen Cotter, the first guy who worked with Major Keogh on NICAP, all saying the same thing. There's stuff going on here that needs to be investigated. Now, And we believe people from the CIA... Would come well, out and, well, you know, we can I mean, go, sure, but why yeah. would they even say it? Seriously. <laughs> of course, we can't believe the CIA because they're spooks. They're here to mislead us. But why would Woolsey, why would Brennan, people who have serious reputations, get up there and say, this is something that needs to be investigated? Now, getting back to the 50s, the feeling was that because Major Keogh had so many ex-military people in NICAP, it was really some kind of front. But now, mm-hmm. you know, what's the reason for these people to say anything like that? Now, maybe that guy in Israel who's involved with defense and everything, talking about a galactic federation. And that the question I would ask him is, a- before you join the galactic federation, must you be Jewish? Huh? See, I qualify. Erica, 
Gene and Randall, I don't know how we started this conversation. You're in. The Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. If there's a sudden disaster and you can't get to the grocery store or they're all out of food, what would you do? You'll wish you had emergency food to get you through the crisis. And that's why we're here. We're MyPatriotSupply.com, America's leading source of emergency food. Our food lasts for up to 25 years, and millions of families trust us for their disaster survival. Won't you join us? Unlike other food companies, we don't skimp on calories. Our meals give you more than 2,000 calories per day. Why? Because that's what you need to survive any challenging crisis. And right now, you can save $200 on our popular three-month emergency food kit. Just go to MyPatriotSupply.com and place your order. We ship fast, two to three days max. And your food arrives discreetly right to your door. So order today and save $200 at MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Do you want to give you and your loved ones premium nutrition right now? Hi, I'm Jamil Bookaboo from TeamGaday.com and the GCN Longevity Health Team. Get your premium nutrition formulated by world-renowned naturopathic doctor, Dr. Joel Wallach at Wholesale, or also become a distributor and earn income while supporting this broadcast. Go to teamgaday.com via the shopping cart or contact form and I'll get back to you with support personally. That's teamgaday.com with longevity. Teamgaday.com. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. 
No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Smooth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your reaction? Seriously, guys, not whether we can believe the CIA, but why would... People who have distinguished careers and intelligence speak out like this. For me, I think it's political. I think that there is an agenda. I think that, you know, potentially there could be some of the the things that have been leaked or some of the things that are out there could potentially be our own things that we're testing and somehow maybe they need to run a little defense on that. Um, I also find it very, very interesting that a lot of the stuff that is coming out in the media is coming out on Fox News and they, uh, you know, kind of the more uh, right wing type of stuff where they are more prone to promoting some of the conspiracy theories, the QAnon stuff, um, and they're rolling that all into to that kind of thing. And so that's my hesitation. And I'm I think that there there's always a motivation for why somebody would want to come forward. And even back in the, the NICAP days, I mean, you look at the people that were the founding members and involved in NICAP throughout, and these guys are all you know, involved in psychological warfare. I mean, what more do you need to say? There needs to be critical thought. Like one of the people speaking positively about UFOs is former DNI John Ratcliffe. Now, Ratcliffe's a former congressman. He served during the Trump administration, but he also made a statement about 2020 election interference saying that was mainly China and less so Russia and Iran. And that turned out to falsely present the findings of the intelligence community, which was Russia and Iran and China maybe wanted to, but didn't. So he lied about that, said making something into a political statement. But the question is here, why say something positive about UFOs? There's no flying saucer group of people that he has to adhere to. I mean, if you're going to want to cater or pander to voters, people interested in UFOs? Yeah, because that those are people that are supporting QAnon. I mean, that's all lumped in there with their all of that whole thing i mean the the reptilians and and you know i mean all of that is a part of that so of course you're going to play to that kind of conspiracy base the point being here where does that leave the ufo field that if it's catering to the same people who buy some pretty pretty wacky conspiracy theories i mean there are some conspiracy theories that are worth talking about like the kennedy assassination but QAnon and really nonsensical stuff it really takes down the seriousness of ufo research a big notch right that caters to some of the same people that kind of constituency 
Now, I do understand, based on a poll that was taken right after the 2012 election, showing that more of the people who supported Mitt Romney, the Republican, than Barack Obama, the Democrat, believed in UFOs. So maybe it is a right-wing belief system. I don't know. But that shouldn't separate us from the truth or falsity of UFOs. No, it shouldn't, but it's such an important aspect, though, that we, I think, have, have, have turned a blind eye to, you know, for decade after decade. And I think, you know, as a result, you get people in the community that are going down these rabbit holes and supporting things like the capital insurgents, uh, insurgency and, and things like that that aren't or not getting vaccines or different things. I mean, that is embedded in the community. And that is such a, that's a, that's a danger. And I think, you know, we have to take a look at that and and try to figure out why, why that is happening. General tenor here is the government is involved in a conspiracy. It's a deep state conspiracy to keep us from getting the truth. So therefore, you can put UFOs in there. You can put the Kennedy assassination. You can put the secret space program. But then you can put a lot of these really, really wacky theories in there. So you have to weigh them. At the same point, you have people on both sides of the political aisle speaking seriously about UFOs. John Podesta, Hillary Clinton. And And you consider both to be middle of the road to liberal. And they're also taking UFOs seriously. You just made the point that I was waiting to get in and interject on there is that, well, let's suppose that Hillary had been in office and, and won the election. And then couldn't we just say the same thing about her? I mean, about what these other people are saying. Oh, well, that's all just because of the Democratic whatever part of the party and, and so on. I mean, we can say exactly the same thing. So, uh, you know, I'm not so sure that the argument really stands up that, you know, it fits in with that ideology or that ideology or that ideology. It just becomes this sort of, I don't know, political football kind of thing where where whoever, whichever party's got it tends to be the one that gets slimed with it. I I don't know. I mean, for me, looking, having the archives that I do and looking back at, at history and looking back at the, you know, anti-communists, the, the Nazi-loving people who were getting the email list from NICAP and, and some of the, when you start looking at all of the things that are taking place in, in that political lens, it is very interesting and, and it does certainly lean in a direction and it is something that if we want to have this taken seriously that we need to acknowledge and try to to uh shine a spotlight on that and then try to to regroup because this is you know um unfortunately it is part it is part of the community and that's not necessarily good for the subject the powercast for example gets Attack! While well, you're being too political, stop the politics, stop the left-wing politics, the politics du jour. But the problem is here, as soon as you talk about disclosure, as soon as you talk about government investigations about UFOs, as soon as you talk about political figures speaking about UFOs one way or the other, and even Trump said positive things about it, I think that's non-political. 
politics is in everything. You can't avoid it. The politics of ecology is very deep. You know, I mean, look at Dolan, you know, in his work on, on the national security state. It's you, you can write volumes about it and volumes have been written about it. So it's not something that can necessarily just be overlooked. I mean, yes, the Paracast deals with other things as well, other areas of the paranormal besides UFOs. But when you get into UFOs, it's heavy. There's a lot of it in there. Absolutely. And you can't, you know, I mean, it, it would be great to cherry pick stuff, you know, and then maybe... Maybe we should, but we can't because this is this is real serious, and this has been a long uh, a long time with this type of stuff taking place. And there are political, and we can't say that. I mean, it's like how can how can we say that there's a, a political figure <laughs> who is aligned with a, a specific party or person who is coming out with something? How can we not say maybe there is something that is we need to look at in a larger picture? You know? you know, we've got more to come and we'll have Erica back on after the Paracast because we are just in the middle of a conversation that won't end very quickly. But we've got Gene and we've got Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. COVID cases are still on the rise in many parts of the country. More than 20 states have reported a rise of at least 10% in new cases over the last seven days, with the largest outbreak happening in Michigan. The state is averaging nearly 7,000 new cases daily over the last week. And on Friday, the state recorded nearly 9,000 new cases, the second highest single day since the beginning of the pandemic. Dr. Joel Fishbane is an infectious disease expert in Michigan, and he tells CNN that the main difference between the first surge and the latest is the age of the patients being hospitalized. We don't have as many patients in the ICU, and we certainly don't have as many on the ventilators, which is good, but you still have young, relatively healthy adults, never been sick in their life, now are coming in needing oxygen. So it's a little scary for them. You know, it's scary for us. This is USA Radio News. The first super typhoon of the year has formed in the western Pacific Basin as Surigay. 
Wendy King reports. Officials say Surrogate had average sustained wind speeds of 115 miles per hour and gusts have gone up to 161 miles per hour. According to officials, with this level of strengthening, Surrogate became the first tropical system of the year to reach super typhoon status. Meteorologists say conditions will be favorable for further strengthening and that satellites showed a clear eye in the storm. Heavy rain is expected in the Philippines, along with possible flash flooding and threats for mudslides. Meteorologists say the storm could threaten or brush against the eastern Philippines sometime later this weekend or early next week. From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest Bureau, I'm Wendy King. The storm has intensified into the equivalent of a Category 5 Atlantic hurricane with maximum sustained winds of 190 miles per hour. You're listening to USA Radio News. Have you heard the warning from the dead doctors don't lie guy? I'm talking about Dr. Joel Wallach. He says if you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol or high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, or other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. That's what he says. He has a free lecture revealing what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in this free lecture called Deadly Recipe. You want it free? Call them toll-free at 855-79-YOUNG. You ready? 855-79-YOUNG. Dr. Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy says there's no reason why we shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I just wonder here, Randall, the next time that Erica says the podcast, you throw the echo around it. Well, you have to get your own echo mic for that. I mean, they're two dollars at the dollar store, and <laughs> dang, that's you know, Canadian they, dollars. Is that Canadian dollars? Of course, it would be. Yes, and uh, you know, well worth the investment. Of course, that's worth what about twenty five cents U.S. <laughs> yeah, something <laughs> like that. Remember too, when we talk about the political agendas of former heads of the CIA. Brennan served under Democratic presidents. Mm-hmm. So does that make him a liberal? I mean, he, if anything, I see Trump prevented him from getting government briefings on intelligence. So that's, we would say, right. the the left wing. Hill and Cotter, I thought, would be more of a right wing kind of guy the first CIA head. So again, we're seeing people on both sides of the political spectrum with somewhat of an emphasis, to be sure, on conservative media, like Fox News has more UFO stuff than, say, CNN or MSNBC, whereas the New York Times and the Washington Post, both of which have run serious UFO articles, are considered wrongly or rightly part of the liberal media. So I think you find people on both sides of the aisle jumping into this, but specifically the Pentagon UAP task force is supposed to have a report based on that defense appropriations bill of late 2020 sometime in June. I 
suspect what's going to happen is you're going to get either of two or three things. One, they'll say, we're still working on it. Number two, they will say something very generic with a paragraph or two. Number three, they'll do nothing. And if they do nothing, who's going to stop them and who's going to force them to do something? You're right. Wow. <laughs> well, let's kick this up here a notch because, Gene, I think that you did make um, a, a good point, or at least the intent of the point was really good in that the subject itself, and I'll, I'll just phrase it this way, I think it transcends politics. Yes, politics is a part of, of the picture, but when we were talking about this in the first part of the show, where people who have had firsthand experiences, it doesn't matter what the politics are when that happens. It's something that takes you out and beyond that. You've got to know that the people in government who have had those experiences, and they must be out there, the ones who are, especially in the military, who have had firsthand experience watching these things on their screens, hearing the reports of the pilots, the pilots who have seen them, these are all people that are part of this larger family, as I call it, within our society. They're spread around in our society at all levels. And when it comes to those experiences, the politics don't matter, really, on that level. Yes, it matters in terms of disclosure and everything else, but we already know. We don't need the government to tell us they're real. So why does it really matter when there's so many of us out here who already know? Which it shouldn't, and that's the whole point. We shouldn't be looking to the government for the answers to this. This is a, these are personal experiences, and and you know I think that that's what we need to to focus on is empowering our ourselves and the people that have had them, and and not looking to others for answers to things that we should be doing soul searching on and and figuring out ourselves. Yeah, exactly. It's a validation thing, isn't it? It's like, mm -hmm. listen, this is something that is really powerful that happened to me that I know I now have a worldview that includes knowing on no uncertain terms that we're not alone in the universe, that alien visitation is a reality. People naturally want other people's validation when they have that sort of a transcending experience. And if they don't get it, then they feel that it's they're they're somewhat alone that they've been separated out of the rest of the society because of that and i don't know about yourself erica but i do feel like when i'm around people that don't see it this way that i'm surprised at just how glib they can be about it i've had conversations where well you know why should it matter to me you know my golf game is more important and literally, unless one of these things came down on the green when they were getting ready to take their drive, they couldn't care less. It means nothing to them. Well, we're definitely in a, a unique topic, you know, and you're right. It's it's I remember being at a grocery store and watching two two mothers talk about their kids soccer game. And and, you know, I was just sitting there thinking, I, you know, I mean, I'm I'm so different, <laughs> you know, I but and we are in a minority. And and I think that, you know, the one thing that I really kind of come to learn is that, you know, each of us has a unique experience. And 
we we should we shouldn't you know we should hold that in a sacred space uh we should you know not look for for validation and do you know like i said that soul searching to figure out what it means to you without looking for uh boxes to put things in because at the end of the day i don't know you know if if some of the experiences i've had i don't know if it was grandma moses coming back from the dead i don't know if it was you know et i don't know but but they were different and they have meaning for me and so you know i don't want to pollute that with the other stuff coming in and i think that's a really important thing as much as we need validation we have to realize you're not going to get it or you'll just get more confused. And, and, you know, there, there are definitely potentials to go off. You know, if you get involved with certain groups of people, you're going to go off and, and be in an environment where you're potentially being immersed in a, in a cult like thing. And, and some of these things are, or you're, you know, potentially uh, vulnerable because you've had such a traumatic experience or a life changing experience. And, then you meet some of these people and then and then you really have serious psychological issues and so i mean i just think holding that to yourself and you know maybe sharing with a, a few friends and you know maybe writing journaling about your experience and things like that i just think that's a safer way to do it you know we definitely know that uh, reporting things <laughs> To, to different organizations could end up not being the best, especially when people are buying your data and doing Lord knows what with it. But, you know, those are, those are my thoughts. Those are good thoughts. But at, at the same time, as a radio host and a researcher and a person who has probably talked to a number of witnesses yourself, you must also recognize that when you come across someone else who's had one of these experiences, because you are able to relate to them and because you've had them yourself, they will open up to you. And there's, there's a, an, a feeling of safety in being able to discuss experiences with another person who gets it. Yeah, I mean, there absolutely is. And I, it's, I've been just amazed at, at some of the, the things that I have, the, the people I've talked to who've had these experiences. And it's, um, it's, it's, it's incredible. My, I guess my point is that, you know, the fear that because we don't have, we have a lot of, of people in, in the subject who proclaim to be, you know, in, investigators or abduction specialists or, you know, all of these things and that they're going to, tr that people aren't, they're not skilled in dealing with, with people that have gone through this. And so I just, that's my, my concern. We just have to be careful. I think of who we, who we trust and, and what the motivations are. And if somebody is coming right out and saying, you know, Hey, I believe that this is ET and that there are, you know, beings here that you might want to step back and maybe find somebody to, to talk with about it, who doesn't necessarily jump to that. Let's do some jumping right now, and then we'll be back with another segment with Erica, Jean, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. 
Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Have you ever thought about turning your Glock, XD Family, or 1911 handgun into a semi-automatic carbine? It only takes about 30 seconds. The MacTech carbine upper is classified as an accessory and can be delivered right to your doorstep with no FFL or background check required. It's the world's most versatile pistol accessory. Build your custom upper today. Simply go to handgunconversion.com. That's handgunconversion.com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. Silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at Silverlungs.com. That's Silverlungs.com. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252. Tejibo Tea Club's original Pure Pau Arco Super Tea helps build the red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. A one-pound package of tea is $34.95 plus shipping. To order, please visit ShopSuperTea.com. That's Shop, S-H-O-P, Super, S-U-P-E-R-T-T-E-A.com. So the complete website is ShopSuperTea.com or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5 California time. That's ShopSuperTea.com at 818-984-6100. 
This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Now, the thing about being a UFO investigator, whether or not you have taken the online course, bought the MUFON Field Investigator's Manual or not, you can't just get a license with your state. Licensed UFO investigator. You can hang out the shingle. Gene Steinberg, UFO investigator and general crackpot. You know, there's no license to be a crackpot. (laughs) There's no license to be a UFO investigator. There's no license to be a Fordian guru. I mean, there isn't any way to certify that. So anybody with a loud enough voice could see a report in the news media. Oh, a UFO or see something on television and call the local station or news outlet and say, hey, I am the UFO expert of the century. I'll tell you what's going on. No one could stop them. Who's going to say, oh, this person doesn't know his from his, you know what? Right. And that that should be concerning. I, I mean, there are no standards. It's just the wild west. That's what makes it, I think, a little more concerning. Like I said, when you're dealing with people who have had profound experiences, want to have somebody that has a good handle on how to, to deal with that and move somebody through. I don't have that, that training, but at least I'm smart enough to understand that I don't, I'm not going to, to go the route of, of feeding people my own beliefs with this type of stuff. It's just, it's, it's interesting and we need to be cautious. Okay. And maybe that's why people might feel safer talking with you as well, because you like to take that more cautious approach, that that less judgmental approach, which I think is really important. At, at the same time, I, I think there's a difference between judging and being judgmental. One is being analytical. Another is being pejorative. And it, I think we need to maximize the former and minimize the latter. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure it's a bad thing to, to get into belief. I you know, I say unabashedly that I believe alien visitation is a reality. I believe that what I saw represented some kind of technology beyond whatever we've got here. I don't know necessarily where it's from, whether it's was from another star system or another universe, for example, or some you know undiscovered civilization under the ocean. I I can't tell you. It's just alien to our civilization and. They're here. I absolutely believe it. And I I think the word belief has been kind of demonized in a way to make people think that if you use the word belief, then you don't have sufficient reason to think what you believe. And really, it's the other way around, because proof really is just evidence that's sufficient enough to justify belief in a claim. Now, for some people, that evidence maybe consists of some number of things, and for others, it, it needs to be more rigorous, and, and that's fine. But belief in and of itself isn't a bad thing. No, I definitely hear what you're saying, and belief isn't a bad thing, but belief is a bad thing when you're believing in things that aren't true. true. And now we're back to truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and just, isn't that really where almost everything in the world stems from? If, oh. if, we, if we don't have a grasp on that, then we, 
we really don't have a grasp on much of anything. Just going, wonderful conversation. We, we should continue with that a little more, but I want to back up a little bit here and go back to one of my questions. When we were talking about you know, UAP versus UFO and so on, one of the things I ran across is that you were, and I'm not if you, sure if you still are, reportedly the communications director for the International Association of UAP researchers. What <laughs> is or was that? And, and tell us a bit about that. You know what? That was back in oh, a few years back, Ted Rowe was trying to start kind of a new organization. And we tried, we had uh, very interesting things take place and then kind of realized that this was, I did not have the time to fully commit. And there were lots of other things. It's just a big thing to, to chew to take off and and things and and so that didn't happen but ted has been uh, again very active with narcap and has got several projects going on so we gave it a try i you know there were lots of things going on and that didn't didn't take off so which is unfortunate because i think it would have been very very cool but again there's only so much time in a day yeah. the thing i'm interested in here too we've been talking like sometimes about UFO detection projects such as Chris O'Brien, and he's getting some success with the UFO data people. That we have these things going on. We had a few years ago somebody trying to set up a UFO detection system with a low-orbit satellite, and that seemed to have gone nowhere. They just sort of vanished from the haze. They had, I guess, almost enough money to do it. Everything stalled out. We had the person on the show and he disappeared. The question I have, of course, whenever we talk about UFO detection systems is if there is intelligent control of UFOs and they see we've got these detection systems, wouldn't they ideally, from their point of view, just stay away? I think there are lots of questions about it. I mean, what, why would we assume that we would be able to detect them by our means? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Who knows? But they do have a lot of different instrumentation over in Norway. Again, I'll go back to that. And they have picked up quite a few things over the years. So I don't know. If UFOs are alien visitors, the motivations make no sense from any logical standpoint. I mean, if they're keeping tabs on us, they don't have to be seen at all. If they're abducting us, they can do it in a way that they're not really detected. They're not causing PTSD on the part of abductees who undergo horrible experiences, being subjected to painful experimentation with primitive instruments. Mm -hmm. None of this passes the logic test as much as there is a reality behind the phenomenon. Right. I'd hope you'd say more, Erica. <laughs> no, I, th- I think I just got to the point where two cups of coffee was not enough this morning. <laughs> well, we're going to put you through another 35 minutes of after the PowerCast. Then you'll be wishing for something a lot more strenuous and a lot more <laughs> potent than coffee. Things that we can't discuss on the air. Oh. <laughs> well, that's right. You're a rock singer, so there's nothing that you don't know about. Well, that's true. (laughs) Back in the olden days before the dinosaurs ruled the earth. Yes, I remember those well, just like yesterday. I I roamed through Jurassic Park. (laughs) And I realized the guy from Babylon 5, his name wasn't Jurassic, it was Jurassic. Oh. You know, Peter Jurassic, who played 
on Babylon 5? Do you Londo. Londo Malari. <laughs> he says he had no model on which to base that accent. He was just saying, make it up. And he said, since I'm the first one to do it, this is it. Nobody else spoke like that. Erica Lukes, tell our listeners quickly where they can find more of your stuff. They can find me at ufoclassified.com. I do my show on Spreaker every Friday night at 7 uh, Eastern Time. And also you can go to ericalukes.com. So those are the three places you can find me. I want you to put up some of your music. We really want to hear it. Erica will be back on After the Paracast. So she's not going away. We're not letting her. You can find us on Twitter. Look for the Paracast. What else? Look for us on Facebook. And look for the Paracast.shop. I was joking about this before with MUFON's rather lame online store, which doesn't seem to work very well. Ours is working pretty well. Four different logos. All sorts of Paracast merchandise. Throw pillows. We've got dog bed in any of four different colors. I think I might try one of those for teddy bear. The Paracast.shop, the Paracast.shop. After the Paracast is part of the Paracast Plus, where we offer you the After the Paracast podcast, where you never know what's going to happen next. We don't either. It makes it fun. And we give you a version of this show free of the network ads and also a free coupon code for the Phenomenon the James Fox movie and three hours of extra stuff. Only a few of those coupons left for a five-year or a lifetime subscription. And we're going to be around for a while. The Paracast is now in its 16th year. Go to theparacast.plus for more information. Theparacast.plus. Erica Lukes is always a blast to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us on The Paracast. It was fun. Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast. <laughs>